Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of the My Sister's Keto Podcast. I'm your host, Sharita, and I'm so glad you guys are here today. We're going to be doing a really quick episode tonight. I only have a couple of questions that came in through the um, instant messaging and through email, but they're really good questions and I can't wait to address them today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I always say, there's about a million other podcasts out there, but you chose to listen to this one and I am so grateful. I'm having so much fun with this. I'm so thrilled at all the love we're getting in our DMs and in the emails and things like that. So let's get after it. So as I said, this is the My Sister's Keto podcast and I am your host Sharita. And the first question that I'm going to answer today was actually addressed to me through the email. Um, one of our loyal, happy, lovely listeners had a pretty serious question for me. Um, she wrote to me and asked if I felt as though um, having served in the military gave me an advantage when it came to weight loss. <laughs> yeah, she actually asked me this. If it gave me an advantage when it came to my weight loss and my body transformation, um, over someone who maybe led a more sedentary life over the years. And I'm not gonna lie, when I first read the question, I did feel some kind of way about it. But after I gave it a little bit of thought, um, I did reply to her and I'm gonna give you guys my reply. (laughs) And my answer was no, I don't feel like it gave me an advantage, not at first anyway. Um, I will say that my journey, my keto journey and my weight gain slash uh, weight loss journey um, was fueled more, I believe, by um, my mental issues as far as depression and anxiety that I had suffered um, and a sugar addiction, to be honest with you. Um, I don't feel as though I had it any easier than someone who Uh, led a a more sedentary life for their entire life and in fact I think I had it a little harder (laughs) and I'll tell you why Um, I feel that it was a little harder because I was used to doing the opposite equation so I know on this show a couple of times I've said that you know 80% of our body the results that we see in our body our bodies come from what happens in our kitchens and 20% comes from what happens in the gym um Now, of course, for most of us who had more active um, jobs and more active circumstances in the military, um, it's the opposite. And it's not like, I mean, I was not combat arms or anything like that. I did deploy um, a couple, three times over the course of my career. Um, I did not have a sit down job. I worked in a pharmacy, but I worked on my feet most of the time. Um, During my deployments, I did just about everything but pharmacy. (laughs) So basically, and it's kind of hard to explain for someone who maybe is not in that environment, but every other duty station that I had from start to finish, um, either I was in a field unit where I was out, you know, rucking and doing all those things, or I was in a hospital unit where I was working inside, but either way, Um, I spent a lot of time on my feet, um, 
didn't really I I never had a sit down job. But really, my first sit down job was when I worked um, at the computer company <laughs> after I retired. So um, most of my so basically I did the opposite of the equation. Most of my 80% was happening in the gym just through sheer activity and my diet completely sucked. And the honest to God's truth is, is that before, even before I had my children, I never knew how to diet. Like I was never taught that you, you know, I, I ate whatever I wanted. And I, I stayed, uh, when I joined the military, I was 116 pounds soaking wet. Uh, throughout the course of my time before I had my kids, I was about 125, 130 pounds. Um, after I had my youngest child, who is now 15, by the way, so it's not like she's a baby or anything. But um, after I had my youngest child, I literally, I mean, I was doing two a days in the gym. I put 35 pound ruck on my back and I was, you know, ruck marching five and 10 miles a night. Like I pretty much just, you know, crappy diet, lots and lots of exercise. But the problem is, is that I got older and I got sedentary. I was no longer in. And when I got sick, I got sick really, really fast. Um, you know, it in a matter of 24 months, I went from being fit and in shape to being pre-diabetic, anxiety filled, you know, on the verge of medication for my depression. So, you know, it, my recovery as far as being able to, um, implement exercise was not long. Um, I focused on my diet for the first month, month and a half of doing keto. And I did that purposefully and mindfully because I knew that I could not continue to try to outrun my diet. So, I did spend a really good amount of time making sure that I was very comfortable with what I'm eating and the amounts that I was eating and just making that the habit first before I went back into the gym. Now, because I I, I do have experience in the gym um, and working out and things like that, maybe there is a bit of muscle memory still left over. I mean, I can't tell because, <laughs> I mean, my muscles were pretty much all but non-existent. I mean, they were there, obviously, but they were buried under so much fat. So, no, I, you know, and maybe you guys might disagree with me or whatever, but I don't feel like I had it any easier than somebody who has been sedentary their entire lives. Like I said, when I got sick, it felt like I got sicker a whole lot faster. Um, so that's, that's my answer to that question. Um, like I said, when I first saw it, y'all, I, I, not gonna lie, I felt some type of way about it. I felt a little like this person and, and I even wrote this to her that I felt like when I first read it, that she was trying to cheat me out of my hard work that I put in. Um, but you know, after I gave it a little bit of thought, which, you know, I'm luckily, I'm luckily, I'm trained to give it some time before I hit send. <laughs> but, you know, she and I had a little bit of email conversation back and forth, and it's all good. Um, so we understand each other. And, and I get where she was coming from. Also, she just wanted a little bit of clarity as well. So that's my answer. I'm going to take a quick break. And then we'll go back to the second big question of the day.
Welcome back to the show. Like I said, this is the My Sister's Keto Podcast and I am your host, Sharita. And today we're answering just a couple of quick questions from the email box. Of course, if you want to ask a question or show us some love or disagree with me or what have you, there's plenty of ways we can do that, right? You can DM me um, on Instagram and that's going to be at My Sister's Keto Diet. We have a really cool Facebook group that's starting to pop. Hey, y'all. That's going to be My Sister's Keto on, like I said, that's the Facebook group. We also have the email that you can reach us by, and that's going to be my sister's keto at outlook.com. I also have a really cool webpage, and that's www.mysistersketo.com. That's www.mysistersketo.com. One more time for the people in the back that may not have heard me, that's www.mysistersketo.com. All right, now that we've got the introductions out of the way. The second question actually comes from the Facebook group. Um, One of our lovely, beautiful members had a question about the keto rash. It seems as though she may be suffering from it. She went to her doctor and her doctor told her to Google it. So I did a little bit of Googling and this is what I came up with. (laughs) All right. So keto rash. Another name for it is going to be Perigo Pigmentosa. Say that four times fast. It's all weird in my mouth. <laughs> now, some of the it, some of the symptoms of keto rash are itchy red skin. Um, primarily, it's going to be located on your upper back, your chest, your abdomen. Um, I have seen some pictures of some of the ladies in some of the keto groups where they actually suffer from it on their arms, near their elbows, and things like that. Um, some of the factors that may be involved with this. Obviously, if you are in ketosis and you've got a rash, then you probably got a keto rash. Um, Also, if you're in excessive sunlight or excessive heat, if you're doing a lot of sweating, if there's a lot of friction inside of your clothes, if there's some sort of skin trauma. And also, one thing that was kind of interesting to me was if you're suffering from some allergens, right? And so when I looked at the mitigation factors and and how you can maybe avoid, prevent, or even soothe the keto rash, one of the things was eliminate allergens like dairy and eggs and things like that because a lot of people are allergic to these things or they may not have realized that they were allergic to it but you add in the fact that you don't you aren't taking in those carbohydrates and it may be the perfect storm in your body to produce the rash Hmm, who knew another mitigating factor may be um, correcting a vitamin deficiency so Um, Some of the things that I've read through today said that vitamin A, vitamin B12, and vitamin C have all been linked. uh, Deficiency in those vitamins have all been linked to the keto rash. So um, if you can find yourself a really good multivitamin that might cover those, um, those deficiencies, you may be better off. Um, I know that Dr. Berg, Dr. Berg talks about the nutritional yeast to cover the um, B vitamins. Um, I personally like the nutritional yeast. I think it tastes kind of cheesy, nutty, cheesy flavor like that. um, It tastes kind of like that, um, that cheese powder that you put on popcorn. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it kind of has that flavor. So it's really good on like a salad or something like that to, you know, if, if, if you got some, um, maybe not as strong flavored salad dressing. I have this uh, ginger, sesame ginger flavored uh, salad dressing from Primal Kitchen. Y'all know my favorite <laughs> salad dressing mayo company out there, Primal Kitchen. So, um, but it's not a really strong flavor. So the nutritional yeast actually kind of goes really good with it. But so that might actually help if you can correct your nutritional um deficiency like with those vitamins that may help as well you want to make sure that you're not and this is for the beginners um it says to slowly lower your carbo your carb intake your carbohydrate intake because um some for some people like drastically dropping your intake may be an issue for you i personally did not i have not gotten a keto rash um so it wasn't a problem, but for some, it could be. So if you're just starting out, maybe consider, you know, kind of slowly working your way in instead of just cutting out la di da everything, you know, it, it might not, that may not work for you. And always also, of course, consult with your doctor. Now they may tell you like they told this young lady to Google it, but maybe not. You know, there are some providers out there that actually do um, endorse the ketogenic way of eating and they have done their own personal research. And so they know a few things. Um, I'm super lucky that my doctor, like I, I told you guys in, in my my history uh, episode that I did a few episodes back, I had a really, really supportive doctor who was just like, yes, stop eating carbs like yesterday. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and he's been really supportive through my journey, um, taking my labs and, you know, just being really upfront about things and just high-fiving me when things started looking better. So yeah. Um, definitely consult with your doctor and hope and pray that they know something about it. If not, the University of Google is always open. So with that, we're going to go ahead and close out today's show. Hang on. All right, guys. So there you have it. That was our show today. Of course, I always want to let y'all know how much fun I have doing this and just like how great you guys are. I really love getting your emails and your DMs and your IMs and PMs and all of that. <laughs> I really and truly do. You guys fill my heart. Even when you send me stuff that I'm like, what? <laughs> so it is absolutely amazing. And hey, if you want to hear another other great podcast with some really great keto content. My girl Wendy, um, who runs the Black Girls Keto 2 page on Facebook and on Instagram, and that's Black Girls Keto 2 spelled T-O-O. She also has a podcast here on the Anchor platform. You guys, it is totally amazing. Please give her a listen. Give her a shout out. Go ahead, girl. Black Girls Keto 2. That's T-O-O. Anyway, so give her a listen. It's wonderful. I'm sure you guys will love it. And until next time, y'all take care of yourselves. Bye.